Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Preacher fans, it's the end of the world! Or at least it's the end of the show. The last episode of Preacher ever aired tonight, and the last after show ever starts now. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz don't Hello, everybody. It is the end of the world. Yeah. Welcome to the Preacher After Show. I'm your host, Elena Jordan. This is the last Preacher After Show ever. The last one. I can't believe it. It's the last episode Uh, ever. So many emotions. So many emotions, but I'm very glad that I don't have to go through all of them by myself. Dave Child, unfortunately, could not be here this evening, so be sure to send him your love and all of your thoughts and all of your tweets and all of your comments. Uh, But I am here with a preacher expert... (laughs) A man who dresses up as one badass combination of Deadpool and Jesse Custer <laughs> at multiple true. conventions. Alex LaFosta is hey, here. <laughs> Glad to be here. So excited to talk about the last episode ever uh, of Preacher. Jeez. Man, this was a rough one. We actually watched this episode together and yeah. got a little teary-eyed. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm not afraid to say that I almost started crying. <laughs> like, yeah, this is definitely an emotional episode, especially toward the end. Uh, this this was intense. So before we kind of dive into everything, mm. do you have any kind of overall thoughts? And by the way, be sure to stick around for the whole episode as well, because not only will we be talking about... The last episode of... I keep saying it because it like still isn't registering that yeah. it's real to me. It's still so soon. Um, but we'll also be talking about the differences between the comic book right. and the show, which is pretty, you know, a big chunk. Now that we know how yeah. it ends completely, we know exactly how what was left out from the comics and what wasn't. So we'll talk about that at the end of the episode and we will not be giving any predictions because again, it's the last episode ever. So overall thoughts on the last, did it live up to the hype that you had created for yourself? You know what? I don't think that's... I mean, first of all, I was definitely very satisfied. Uh, it wasn't, like, the best finale out of all of television, but it's so hard to, you know, stick the landing on TV shows, especially their TV shows that are so beloved. Uh, but I, And they had a lot of storylines to, to close out at the end. Uh, I think that they did a really good job. Like, I, I definitely thoroughly enjoyed myself. I really, really liked it, but it does seem weird to me. Like, I still keep waiting for what's going to happen next, even though it's like, there was definitely finality to this. Like, (laughs) our main characters are 
dead. <laughs> yeah, spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> also, if you haven't watched the episode, don't watch yeah, don't this watch after this. show yet. It's Go watch idea. the episode and then come back and watch doing? this. It's weird. It's weird <laughs> that you're doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so this episode was kind of broken up into three different parts. It was our present yeah. day are jump ahead two years and then a jump ahead 40 years. Yeah. Um, but going into the present day, it starts off with God, with Cass and God having this conversation mm. and kind of asking the big question that we've had, which is, you know, why all this hoopla? Why are you doing this big variety show? If you're God, just why aren't you just going to blow up the world? Like, just be done with it. Right. And he actually explains, no, it that takes the fun out of it. It needs to be free will. You guys all have to play your part. What right. did you think of this opening scene, this cold open? Uh, I think that it was interesting. It shows a little bit more of uh, God's motive, I guess you'd say. And throughout the episode, it shows more. Uh, like, we'll get to, like, the Alamo scene and stuff like that. But it, you get to see a little bit more of, like, what his motivations are and, like, why he's doing the things he's doing. Um, granted, probably not decisions we, that we would make if in the same position. But uh, it definitely tries to dive in on what the psychology would be around a person who's been around or, or an entity who's been around since before creation. Yeah, it's I like the cold open and I'm glad that they answered that question. Mm. But I also was like, OK, we have so many bigger th- I don't know it was it was really <laughs> it was like well the- executed but like there's just there was so much I mean I don't know I do like that the scene that we go mm. into to start off the episode two after the cold open is kind of seeing how people can change mm. and seeing that that's been a recurring theme and something that God's been kind of testing is that can you change can you be better um, right. Will humanity pass this test? Mm. And Featherstone and Tulip, who have been at odds this whole time, end up coming together. Yeah. And Featherstone explains her whole weird kind of cultish, like, attraction to Klaus. Like, right. it felt very much like how Squeaky From described being attracted to, <laughs> like, freaking Manson. Like, yeah. I was like... This is yeah. just, yeah, it, it felt very, it, like... It very, yeah, it definitely delved a little bit into her, you know, background. Obviously, whenever she fell in love with Hairstar, or when she, you know, uh, ended up with him, she was at a very low point in her life. So maybe that's why she was so uh, easily man- emotionally manipulated to, like, start this as her new path. But... You know, she's still very much in love with Star. And, uh, well, well I'm, actually, it seems like at this point she's in, at a crossroads. She's like, am I still in love with this person? Or do I need to choose a new path because he doesn't feel the same way? She loved, I think, what he represented. Mm. And then he didn't represent that anymore. Like, she had this sense of righteousness this whole time. And righteousness was what, dri- was what drove her. Right. And Tulip points out to her, you know, sometimes... Living for yourself, not for religion, not for a cause, not for a man. Sometimes that's not being selfish. Sometimes that is being righteous. Right. And it's I this love that moment. Line. Yeah, it was such a good line. Yeah. And having it delivered from like her arch nemesis, right. who we know cares about her because we find out that Featherstone's first name is Sarah too. Yeah. Tries to shoot herself, and then she's used all of her bullets. And Tulip keeps her gun. She's like, look, I fixed your gun for you. This is a sign, I think, you know, basically insinuating it's a sign that you didn't die. Mm. Um, But these can jam up sometimes. I fixed it, but I'm going to hold on to it. Right. Because even though I've been trying to kill you for the past 
what, like two seasons. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to die. Right. And I like that moment where she's like, I don't want you to die. I fixed this, but I'm keeping it. But I like immediately after that, Featherstone's like, yeah, I got a, I got a bunch of those. I got, a, I got, a, I got a bunch of those. I got a like, million. That's, that's sweet, I got a few, but I have several. Guns. I have several. I got a lot. Uh, you know who else has a large collection? After yeah. Buzz TV has oh. a very large collection of after shows. Oh my! What yes. a segue. And you can find them all too uh, by going and subscribing. To our various channels. They're all set up for you, organized oh, wow. real nice. Um, so please do us a favor, like give us those thumbs up, those five stars, those ratings, those subscriptions. Absolutely. Because we love hearing from you guys and we love being able to have these after shows and being yeah. able to discuss shows like Preacher the last time <laughs> ever with you guys and to be able to keep the conversation going as well. So, you know, do us a favor. Go ahead, click that button. We'll wait. Yeah, not that long. Okay, that should be about enough time for you to click the button. <laughs> yeah, that's enough time for you okay. to click the thumbs. <laughs> uh, now, kind of talking about this mm-hmm. whole dynamic of how Tulip and Featherstone have been fighting, this whole first act is broken up into these various fights. Yeah. So we have the fight sequence of Hitler versus Jesus, which is which is, is so just great. weird to say that we're setting up. Like, what did you think about the fight between Hitler versus Jesus? <laughs> but I gotta be honest, I was a little disappointed. We had these little intercuts of mm. their fight, and while it was a cool fight, it was a great fight sequence. I wanted Hitler to suffer a little bit more. <laughs> I think Hitler got off too easy. What yeah. do you think? Uh, I think you know what I I, I get the way that's. It wasn't as I get the reason why it wasn't as stylized as the other fights because these two are probably like the least uh combat uh uh ready of out of all the characters. Like they don't know how to they don't know karate like everybody else. Uh so Really I, you don't think Jesus has been studying <laughs> karate? Maybe Muay Thai but maybe, or Tai Chi rather. Uh but no, I I I I get why that one wasn't as stylized, although I feel like there were some pretty cool moves in there. Uh there's like this one like crucifix like back slam that hitler yeah. and jesus like went into um but no i, th- I thought that was a really interesting vi- uh, visual and i did not realize that that's what i wanted my entire life it was just a and fist hitler fight yelling between... jew at jesus <laughs> yeah. and jesus being like you goddamn right. right yeah oh man i i i didn't think that i wanted that really bad but yeah i'm with you as soon as i saw it i was like yeah that feels right like just punch him right in the face jesus punch hitler right in the face but yeah he ends up choking him to death and killing hitler but it's like i just i felt like he should have suffered more i felt like it should have been it should have been worse yeah i mean i i definitely get that i mean it's hitler you want him to have the worst of the worst kind of end for himself uh, but yeah, unfortunately, it didn't really didn't really go that way. Although it was still sad, satisfying for me to see you know Jesus <laughs> kill Hitler. That was a cool. And I cool do visual. like the timing too. That immediately after God shows up, yeah, and that he's like, "Oh hey, Dad," and he's like covering <laughs> yeah. up Hitler's body, where he's like, "What's up?" <laughs> I'm not doing. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing Don't nothing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then it's like he finds out that he is going to be the Messiah because. Yeah. Tulip and Cass have this big epic fight. Yeah. And this is, man, this is one hell of a showdown. This is one that we've been kind of waiting for because, a little spoiler, in the comics, Cass is a lot worse than he is in this. I mean, he's he's like a true gentleman in this show. Um, But we get this moment where he's pushed too far and where Tulip Mm. is like, look, you're just going to let 
the world. Like, if you let Humberdew live, we all die. If you don't kill him, you kill all of us. Right. This is like the ultimate philosophical trolley problem, but boiled <laughs> down to like the Messiah problem. Yeah. Like, are you going to kill the Messiah to save the rest of us, right. even though he is a true innocent? And going through this whole thing where then she brings up, look, I know you're upset that Jesse's back, but I've loved him for forever, and that's yeah. not going to change. And that this is flat out explained, like, this is who I choose, and yeah, that sucks for you, but you're just going to have to get over it. Right. And keeps hitting him in the face, and Cass finally breaks and is like, look, I've let you hit me like this over and over because I'm in love with you, and I've let it go, but if you hit me like that again, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And she hits him, and they have a full-fledged, intense fight. Yeah, that was the one I was the most invested in out of all the many fights that were going on at this time. Like, because of the relationship between Ruth, I mean, between Tulip and Cass, like, you could really... Like I was definitely just and Ruth Nagin in terms of Gilgan, really. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, for, yeah, for sure. So, like coming back from like their misfit days, uh, like it was definitely really cool to see uh, them fighting each other because you really like it's much akin to like you know Tony Stark and Captain America fighting each other. These are people who loved each other so much, but now they're at odds because they have very different objectives, and is that that kind of conflict is so much more rich when the characters have been loving each other for so long and now that they're in a conflict where they have no choice but to fight that that was that was a really cool fight yeah and having her literally shoot him in the heart yeah because i mean it looked like he was about to kill her and if Cass had killed her we never would have forgiven him that would have just been the ultimate yeah. thing that we would be like well that character is now irredeemable right um but having tulip shoot an immortal twice in the heart is like well that's fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, But it ultimately boils down to, like, okay, Cass, what are you going to do? And he shoots Humperdue in the head. What were you thinking in this? Well, he didn't shoot him in the head. He shot him, like, in the chest. Because we see him go through the clothes. Right, yeah. Go wait in the clothes hump. (laughs) Yeah, go wait in the clothes hump. I thought that that was so cute. But, oh, well, not not his death. But (laughs) it's just him asking him to wait I know, I kind of set you up with that one. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) That was a little bit of a dirty trick. (laughs) But no, I, I, it was definitely very shocking. Godlike, some would say. I'm sorry, God's plan. God's plan. Oh God! Um, but no, uh, I thought that it was a really interesting uh, scene. Like I, I was definitely very shocking when he uh, decided to shoot Humperdue, and it was I was kind of confused because I was like, "Wait, what made you come to that decision?" And I think that you they don't really fully expa- explain why he made that decision in that moment until later in the show or later in the episode. Uh, but I thought that like ultimately it made a lot of sense, and I really like that decision. And you can really see the pain in Cass's face. Yeah, and then having him explain after when he's talking about how great Hump yeah. was and how he felt when he was with them, and how it was like this indescribable thing. Right. Because you also, I mean, like he's a cursed creature. Like he is a quote unquote damned creature. Yeah. So to have this bonding with the Messiah, this is probably the first time he felt like he was going to actually be saved but this was pretty much a personal sacrifice yeah. for him as well um to kill Humperdue, which yeah. was which is like sort of his surrogate son and also to bring up the, like you mentioned before he he's lived so many lives he's lived for so long he's probably seen every shade of human being like the good and the bad of all but he considers this guy to be purely innocent like yeah. the best of anyone he's ever met and that's gotta hurt to, to be the like, I gotta the be the person one who, who kills, kills him. him. Yeah. yeah, 
that is oh that is just super super rough um but we see this really really intense fight too talking about rough the ultimate showdown right of course um of course, Hair Star versus the Factor. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I loved that. Like, when they're the cutting in between all the fight scenes, and then you get back to Hair Star just stabbing. Just stabbing the, the fax, fax machine. machine. Just angry. He's like on the phone with Adnan, and he's like, I don't have time to set up an in house call. Adnan, the world is ending today. <laughs> that, I thought that was great. Just so good. One of the great moments that, I mean, one of the great things that this show is always so good at is like uh, having the tension and the horror elements mixed with the super ridiculous comedy elements. The editing like, on this show too is just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Having all of these fight intercut and then having the split screen even within the same fights. Yeah. Kind of looked like a comic book layout a couple of times. Very much. Yeah. It very much was actual panels. Yeah. It was like actual reflections of panels. Yeah. Which We'll dive into a little bit more <laughs> in our special segment, Page Flipped. <laughs> which was always Dave's favorite as well. Um, he hated that name. I'm talking about Dave like he's like not yeah, with R. us R. anymore. R.I.P. Dave. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, so we get the actual ultimate showdown. Right. The battle from hell uh, is Jesse versus the saint. Yeah. This is, like, the epic, epic showdown. And speaking of hell, it's really hot in here. I don't know if we can get some AC in the studio, but I'm kind of dying a little bit. (laughs) You got it. it. I was trying to segue that in in the most, like, casual way to make it work, but I was like, whoo, man. Uh, But, yeah, talking about heating up. Yeah, yeah, the the, the showdown between. The versus Jesse, though. Yeah, that that was a really... Interesting fight. A really dope fight. I mean, it, obviously, uh, Saint had the upper hand for a lot of the time, and you're kind of, it's kind of one of those moments where you don't know that Jesse's probably not going to die at this moment, but you're thinking, how is he going to get out of it? And we get our answer in a couple of couple of shots where... Yeah, I mean, well, we also have the fact that he's helped by the Seraphim, and right. yeah, the, the demons show up, and yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, Jesse, you're, this is rough for you, like, this is the end. And then he's like... You kill me, you kill Genesis. You better not piss off his parents. <laughs> then mom and dad are like, <laughs> "We got knives, and we're ready to rumble, Saint. Yeah. <laughs> what you gonna do? <clears throat> Our love is and weird. I- <laughs> <laughs> Our love is weird. <laughs> I-, I I thought that it was. Uh, I-, I honestly forgot about that storyline. Well, specifically that you know the Genesis was the birth child of like the angel and the demon. Like I was like, oh yeah, that's how all this craziness even started. Because, you know... Because Genesis, love. the being that should not be, yeah, was born out of love, yeah. which is so ironic, too, that that's what God has been fighting this whole time when it's what he says he wants to embrace. Right. And it's this idea that, like, okay, does love actually conquer all? And, mm. I mean, ultimately, yes, but it's like, man, there are sacrifices along the way. Yeah. Like, the fact that... I mean, I do love that Jesse's like, looks like you brought a gun to a knife fight. And yeah. I was like, stupid line, but well executed. <laughs> yeah, every, every, everything sounds better with a southern accent. It's just... Yeah, I, does it? 
<laughs> well, yeah, I okay, started no. to agree, and then I was like, mm, I don't know. I feel like I've heard a lot of things with a southern accent that sound really stupid. Well, I guess it's like that like s- war eagle. southern gentleman, like no, the Jesse <laughs> Custer. <laughs> yeah, the Jesse Custer southern accent is like a. Yeah, bear. I think it's just. I think it's just him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we get the demon even cuts the saint's face. Yeah. And the saint's super pissed by this. So he starts going off and this poor Seraphim is like, I have this, this is hurting. I'm dying. He's like, but you're going to come back, right? Like that's the whole good thing about you being here Mm. is that you can just die over and over. Like we've seen as I burned a big pile of your bodies just (laughs) last episode. Um, or maybe the one prior, I don't know. It was recent. I think it was last episode. Um, but, (laughs) You can't die. You'll you'll come back. And he's like, I just crap myself. <laughs> I think I'm dying. I think this is it for me. And that's not great. And then he has to see his love yeah. being slaughtered before him. What did you think of this, too? Because, man, the saint just went to town. He shot her and then just kept slicing yeah, her Yeah, he was bits. really mad about getting cut on the face. Because he went, he went way into her. I don't know why they made uh, such a big deal about him, like, cutting her up. Maybe just to emphasize that he, was that, mad. he was that mad about getting cut on the face. But that was an interesting choice. It was it was insane to me. I was like, "What the hell is happening?" Yeah. Like, God, this poor. I'm also thinking this actress came in to say like virtually nothing and then just die over and over and over in the most horrific ways, yeah. and she does it brilliantly. So, yeah, shout outs to that snaps. actress. Yeah, I know, right? I like, did not do our research, but you did a real good job. So, yeah. Yeah, you did a better aces. job than we have done. Um, but yeah, it's this whole thing that leads to this moment, too, where the saint is about to kill Jesse, yeah. and Jesse kind of convinces him. Where he's like, look, you've been promised this little happy picnic all of eternity. Mm. Is this actually what you want? Like, if this is what you want, then go for it. But is this really what you want? Yeah. And ultimately, and we see then just Jesse slitting the saint's throat. Right. And both of us, I think, had the initial knee-jerk reaction, which is like, what? Like, yeah. I wish they would have explained that a little bit yeah, more. Like, and they do happen? later, but, yeah. like, if they hadn't have had that later explanation, right. I just would have been furious. Yeah. <laughs> but even that moment, I was like... Yeah, in retrospect, I think that they did it on purpose. Because, yeah, like I was the same way. I was like, what? I, okay, I wish they explained that a little bit more. Because it, it did feel like the pacing was like really amped up. And I, I get it, because they're trying to cram a lot of a lot of things happen in this episode. So it seemed like a lot of the editing was like very breakneck speed. So I was just thinking, oh, that was an unnecessary... Like, that was edited unnecessarily fast. But yeah, and when, later when we find out like what exactly happened when we weren't watching... Uh, that was that was really cool. I was like, okay, that kind of ties up nice and nice and neatly. Yeah, is that it's like okay, the ultimate thing is that no, you are not going to be able to get away with this. Yeah, um, <laughs> which we'll talk about when we go into the yeah. jump ahead. Um, but it basically leads us to Jesse coming out on stage and telling everybody, "Hey, world's not knitting. I'm using my voice. Turn off your TV." <laughs> and then that's the end of that. Yeah. I thought he was going to say more, but it was like, nope, once the TV's off, (laughs) no point in continuing, so I guess that's that. Um, But having this whole moment of this whole thing boiling down 
to or this whole first act of mm. the, the present time coming down to this whole show and then having it be this just click off. Yeah. We even have the who we see the the agent, the opening scene who infiltrates the Grail agent. Right. Just go, that's disappointing. Yeah. Did you <laughs> did you feel that it was anticlimactic or did you feel that the way that it set it up with all of the other fights mm. around it made it fleshed out enough for you? I feel like uh, you know, I feel like uh the way that the the way that the fights like sort of blended into that denouement, I guess you would say, or mid mid episode denouement. Yeah, uh, where, it was like a three part. Yeah, denouement. it was odd. It was very very well structured, but oddly structured. Yeah, it was like a, an ending to each to each act. Uh, but like yeah, with that, uh, the way that uh, the fight scenes like sort of uh, flowed into his like last speech to uh, to the to the grail, like I feel like. That was a little weird because like it, it seemed like everything was amping up and then it just ended and then he was like turn off your turn off your TVs and that was it like but uh, I, I did like the the little speech that he gave uh, uh, like later uh, right after he told everybody to turn the TVs off but all I can think of is like that must have been a weird day for everybody at home I was like all right we saw some weird stuff on TV and then yeah. I, I was compelled to turn it off and then I turned <laughs> yeah, it, it off and then night. it was like. Okay, I guess I'll go read a book. I don't get, get on. I don't know what to do now. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah. I liked it, especially because we had that scene where we, after Humperdu was shot, mm. this kind of zoom in on God in the crowd, and then Humperdu, and then the zoom out from the hallway with all of the Grail followers, mm. and then Jesse at the door, and the three of them together. Mm. I think if they hadn't have all three been reunited first. Before Jesse right. came out, mm-hmm. I think I would have had a problem with it. But mm. I think for some reason, having the three together, like their holy trinity right. <laughs> that yeah. they had going on, made it feel complete yeah. to me. Um, I did like the moment. Sorry, not to cut you oh, off. Oh, go ahead. I, I did like the moment right after the fight, or right after Jesse's speech, where uh, Tulip screams out to the end of the world because that was kind of like her and Jesse's thing. Like they would love each other till the end of the world. And yeah. That's the hey, that's the title of the episode. Look at <laughs> the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then even having Cass, like look, the three of us saved the world. Who else can say that besides? <laughs> You know, like, Churchill yeah, and, and Frodo, Frodo Baggins. Baggins. Yeah. That Frodo Baggins conversation, the delivery, God, yeah. so good. <laughs> it reminded me kind of of like Norm Macdonald for some reason. Like the delivery when it was yeah, just like very dry. Yeah, it's not real. Not, not real. <laughs> <laughs> not a real person. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the short guy with the big feet who lives with the wizard. Yeah, he's not real. It felt like Norm Macdonald's as Burt Reynolds on SNL. To yeah, me. <laughs> like that. Yeah, totally. yeah, <laughs> like it's not, it's, real. I'm like, it's not real. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's a big hat. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Which they've um, always been like, like I said before, they've always been good with just like bringing you to an emotional like state where you don't not sure if you want to cry, and then just like they throw a really great joke in there. They are so good about doing that and having all of these psych out moments as mm. well too, like we get with Eugene. Right. Who last episode is hit by a car when he's singing closing time and kind of twitches and we're like, Is Eugene dead? <laughs> I totally thought that was a bitch. Of I did too. I was like, I am pissed. But because they knew people like me were gonna say, Son of a bitch, I'm pissed. <laughs> they were like, No, 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 don't worry about that. Eugene will not only come back 
but he's had plastic surgery. So you're like, what? Did they fix Eugene's face? Yeah. And they take the bandages off, and it's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> exact same. Yeah. Exact Got same. Got rid of some of that acne, but other than that, you're just <laughs> looking the same. Just identical. And then this whole scene with the doctor who is mm. offering like this euthanasia, and Eugene, his whole speech of like, you know, I've been laughed at my whole life, but... The worst is the people like you who feel right. sorry for me. Like, go F yourself, basically. Yeah. I'm going to be a rock star. And then we see yeah. him awkwardly singing Closing Time into Circle Jerk Stars and Stripes, <laughs> where he's like, uh uh-uh, I'm channeling this anger. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of liked it, uh, uh, the whole ending. I know it was kind of fan servicey for people who are fans of the comics, but I thought it still worked in the show because. Halfway through the season, or because I'm one of those people, and I was happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and halfway through the the season, I thought that Eugene's arc had kind of like come to an end after he had his conflict with Jesse. I was like, I don't really think there's anything I want to see from Je- uh, from Eugene for the rest of the show. But I really liked his speech with the doctor and how like he showed that he is okay, like, despite all these people feeling sad for him and wanting him to feel as bad as they feel for him, he's like, no, I'm fine, and I've always been fine, uh, which just shows the, the the strength of Eugene's character, the way his, his character's been throughout. And I think we needed that, too, because mm. as audience members, because we've seen Eugene be so strong throughout and be, like, this pillar that we've just loved mm. throughout, I mean, if, if he had had a bad ending, I think we would have been sad. Like, if he had had the same ending, basically, as Hitler, we would have been like, okay, come yeah. on now, really? Um, yeah. So I'm glad say, that we see that he's fine and that he's good. Yeah, Go no, ahead. yeah. just to say, yeah, uh, I just thought about it. With Humperdue dying and being, like, such an... That, like, the penult... I mean, like, the ultimate quintess, quintessential innocent character, Eugene's kind of on the other side, where he's also just such a uniquely... Uh, kind and innocent character, and like it's good to know that one of the less innocent people or the nicest people in the world is still around. Like they're not all the people aren't really essentially getting killed for for their innocence for being good. Exactly. Yeah, I like that, and that he's like celebrated. Yeah, you, you go, get it, Eugene. Eugene. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we have this kind of second part Mm. of the episode, which is this flash ahead two years later, um, where we have the Rodriguez brothers chasing down Tulip and Jesse again. They're out, you know, (laughs) in Texas doing their thing. And we also see Kamal, who I love. So I'm glad that Uh, we see him, too. With their baby. They have a baby. Yeah, I like that. But, like, you know, that one, that Kamal was, like, still around doing babysitting. Because, you know, well, when you keep him around. But I also like that they were just happy. Like, I like that moment where Jesse and Tulip are just doing their, you know, hood rat stuff that they used to do back in the day before all this. stuff with my friends. (laughs) (laughs) It was really great when they had that moment where Jesse was like, I'm just happy. I selfishly wanted to see more of them doing crazy stuff. uh, Yeah. And, like, uh, being outlaws. But, yeah. Can only, you know, you I can could only have seen so a whole just like Bonnie and Clyde spinoff of like, look oh, at yeah. our hood rat stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesse brought his lighter. I brought my attitude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
but yeah, we find out too that after Jesse initially has turned to the grail in the first part of the episode and summoned all of them to go find God in right. his big epic speech, mm. where he's like, I'm done searching for God. I'm living my life. I've, you know, missed the best of my friends and I've only seen the worst of myself. Mm. And I'm not doing it anymore, so you guys are going to go do it. This is your punishment. Go find God. Right. He gets the call that they found him, and that he's at the Alamo, talking about fan servicing, talking about it again, <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, but since he's at, we have this showdown at the Alamo, mm. and we find out that, well, one, he lets all of the grail people go and we see them just collapsing because they haven't (laughs) eaten or drank i was like this is rough yeah Um, (laughs) i was like oh yeah they're probably a lot of them are probably going to die immediately yeah for two years it's like oh ouch yeah going about your lives now is like (laughs) finally showers yeah because those guys looked great like the walking dead (laughs) jesus But we have the showdown, and we find out that the word does work on God. Right. And he makes it day, makes it night. Um, Jesse can control him. He starts whipping him around, yeah. like, throwing him, like, there, there, go wherever the hell I say, because I'm Jesse. <laughs> uh, but then Flawless they, impersonation. <laughs> yeah, spot on. Uh, but then he ultimately starts asking about all of the questions of the universe. Mm. And his big question, is my dad... Yeah. Up in heaven, because he had prayed so hard that he would go to hell, and God said, no, I denied your request. And so Jesse does finally get this closure yeah. and this ultimate sense of, okay, my my prayers were not answered. This was actually a good thing that they weren't answered, because sometimes what you think you want isn't really what you want. Right. Um, which is a hard lesson that he's learned throughout Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of what God's learning in this one, too, because God professes his love for Jesse, and Jesse doesn't reciprocate, right. and God kind of loses it, and is like, well, I'd kick your ass if Genesis wasn't there, and he's like, Genesis, be free! And Genesis is like, bye! <laughs> this is... Apparently you could have genied this the whole time, and we didn't know until now. Yeah. And Jesse's just like, I don't even need it, I'll still whip your ass, God! Bye! <laughs> And then, yeah, that was a surprising part where he he releases Genesis and then punches him in the face. I was like, dog, I probably would have done that before. <laughs> but, you know, like, it, it turns out working out pretty good for him. I know. I thought he would have just been smited immediately and just yeah. like, well, thanks, Jesse. Now we're all damned. You screwed <laughs> us. You saved us and then you killed us two years later. <laughs> so, cool. Great. Uh, but ultimately, instead, God just chokes out his creature and kills it. Yeah. Um, murders this thing. Um while it's screaming out, love you, daddy. It was really yeah. creepy. Yeah, it was very, very creepy. Very unnerving. <laughs> um, Disturbing scene. Meanwhile, his other child is now selling paint at a <laughs> uh, hardware store. Yeah. That's where we find Jesus. He's doing customer service, yeah. which you have to be a little bit godlike to be yeah. able to do customer service, I feel. <laughs> He's probably, yeah, probably the job. best job for him. Uh, I mean, but- I think maybe running heaven, but, you know, that's fine. <laughs> or hardware store. Um... I don't think that he, that's something that he wanted anymore. I think like when when God offered him to be like the, uh, the, Messiah, him to be the yeah. Messiah, I think, and he he's like, turned I'm, it down. And he's like, yeah. I don't want to do this. I'm done no, with thanks. all this religion stuff now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. I'm just gonna go sell paint. Yeah. Um, but then we have the the conclusion for Hair Star, who's out playing golf, 
and so who ends up getting away from Chief Whitman, who has finally tracked him down in Florida yeah. by jacking off, seriously, <laughs> confusing them, and then shooting them and leaving them in the sand pit. Yeah. What did you think of this? <laughs> I thought that this was very on brand for Hairstar because. Because he kills Featherstone. We see that. Yeah, and we're which sad was, about that. that. Such a I mean, sad... that was like a. That Punch made me, in the gut. Yeah, that made that was I was like physically shook by that one because I I love that uh, actress so much Julianne Emery. Uh, I I liked her portrayal of that character, and you could see her like emotional turmoil in those last moments where she still like really like even though she came there to kill Star, she was like oh but you know. Wait, you said we? We're going to be on the sub together? We're going to go on the sub together? So, like, I think at, even in that last moment, she was still contemplating it. But then after she calls him, or he calls her Flufferman for the Fluffer millionth Man. time. She's like, uh, not my name, dude. Not my name. <laughs> my name is Featherstone, and yeah. now you die. And we hear the shot, and then it's just her. Yeah. And she dies. But that moment and this, the last moment in the golf course, I think those are both very on brand for Star, because he... He has gotten out of so many ridiculous situations. Uh, he's, he's, if nothing else, he is a survivor. Yeah, so I mean, I they have sense. punished him a lot throughout. Yeah. But I also am like, Star sucks. I don't <laughs> want him to be playing golf, like all happy on a golf yeah. course. I want him to. I mean, I did love that scene, though, when he sees God and then he just does that awkward smile and God's yeah. like, run. <laughs> run. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the timing is just absolutely phenomenal. And yeah. it wouldn't have, I mean, it wouldn't have been as funny, I think, if he had just died, but having him, like, save himself by yeah. jerking off his new, <laughs> reformed, no longer spigot wiener. Yeah. It, it so made, odd. It made more sense that, I mean, like, it made sense the way it ended, but I, I would have definitely been more satisfied if, like, someone like Jesse or Tulip had killed him. Like yeah. I don't think I would have been that satisfied if he would have ended up going to jail. Like by like if chief the chief ended up uh, taking him to jail. Yeah, I don't if think he had just been, been gone, I just, I wouldn't have liked that as much. So I guess yeah, the way it ended, I can't think of a better way for it to end. So and I didn't really give a crap about Whitman other than I thought he was funny. So him yeah. dying in a sand pit <laughs> is fine, I guess. Yeah, uh, we're not going to see any of them anyway. And if we jumping ahead to our very last act mm. are going to kill our final characters. It's like, Whitman can die. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we see the very, very end of our episode is the tombstones of yeah. Jesse Custer, 1979 to 2065. Had a good run. Good run. Uh, <laughs> one of the good ones. And Tulip, yeah. Priscilla Jean, Henrietta O'Hare, yeah. both dead. With their daughter, who they said she looks more and more like you every day. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're setting this up. Yeah. She looks a lot like you. She looks so much like you that it's just Ruth Naga <laughs> again with a different wig. Yeah. It's like, okay, fine. Um, it's like, we spent all our budget on that angel fight. Let's just, let's yeah, just, ask, to, let's just ask Ruth fine. to come back. It's fine. Um, but the end scenes are with Ruth Naga and with Joseph Gilgun. It's yeah. not even with. The preacher, the title character, yeah. it's these two, which I think is such a testament to the relationship between all three of these guys is that it's so perfectly well cast. I mean, yeah. oh, this chemistry, you rarely get this on a show, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. So to then see these closing scenes, this very last scene of Cass, who we have loved so much, yeah. being 
Okay, so he dies. <laughs> He's at the yeah. grave, and we have, and we find out that he never came back. He never visited them again. Yeah, and because he's an immortal creature, time just got away from him, mm-hmm. and they just died. And like he said, it always happens. Time just gets away, and it's yeah. too much. And so then, since now the people he was closest to are dead, he's talking to their daughter, and she says, "Will I see you again?" And just this beautiful moment where he's like jesus i hope so yeah hangs up his umbrella and walks into the sun and is burned to death while she stands there smiling yeah i thought that was such a beautifully shot scene probably the perfect scene to end on like for the show like i love joseph gilgan's performance throughout the whole series but like in this last scene you could see all the pain in his voice and his face like when he's talking about this is uh, again going back to the fight between him and Tulip, he's about to shoot Tulip, uh, uh, in, uh, and then he decides to shoot Humperdoo instead. And I think that uh, like her shooting him in the in the heart really like really actually emotionally hurt him more than anything. It's like because he talks about that too, where he's yeah. like, "I've been burned, I've been hurt all these ways, but the only one that still hurts is when she shot me." Yeah, and I think that that's what really makes him. Uh, change his mind is like you know what I should do the right thing and just and kill Humperdoo because no 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 matter how bad this hurts that you not you're, that you don't love me as much as you love Jesse I still have to do the right thing for humanity I because still I still love, love you. you yeah yeah like, I don't want you to die and it's intense that Cass loves humanity more than God seems to in yeah. this and ultimately God does get gunned down. Yeah. God is killed. We have the saint shoot him down and then take over the throne. Yeah. Um, which kind of leads us now into, before we wrap up here, our mm. final, final segment <laughs> ever. Page flipped, talking about the differences between the comics and the the show. Yeah. In the comics, we do have this big showdown with the Alamo. We also have Eugene becomes big rock star. We've mentioned that several times in the show, so right. this is kind of an allusion to that. That was the kind of fan service thing. Yeah. Um, but we also have this big showdown at the Alamo only everything is very different in this one because yeah. in the Alamo, the way that they have it in the comics, the only way Genesis can be freed is if Jesse dies. Right. And so Jesse dies to free Genesis and then has a deal with God that he is resurrected, that he has with Cass, and Cass ends up walking into the sun and killing himself, which we see right. kind of mirrored with this. Mm-hmm. But it's all circumvented because Hair Star kills Jesse and then Tulip kills Star. Right. It's this all ended very differently <laughs> from from the comics. Yeah, like the, the the whole I guess like physical battle of everyone fighting everyone happens like at a different time. It doesn't like happen like it's not actually the battle at the Alamo. And they do have like yeah, like you said a couple of hints where uh you know Cass walking out into the sun uh and stuff like that, but and you know God being killed by the saint, but uh, other than that they deviated and the a lot. And the saint taking the chair. Right. Yeah, and the, yes, saint right, the saint taking, taking over the chair. Yes, yeah, right. Uh, they they did uh uh you know to all that stuff from the comics, but they 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 they've already pivoted so much from the comic books that uh, yeah like it was like you said it, we it was kind of obvious that they were going to end a little differently. I am glad that they put in the Alamo because we were we were worried that they yeah. weren't going to include that, and so they were able to fit that in and make it work. Yeah, and have it not feel shoehorned. Yeah, because I think so, the people who aren't fans of the comic are going to be like. Why is this here? Like, yeah. I think it's just, it all makes sense yeah. and it's all cohesive, but still has those shout outs to the fans. So, 
Speaking of shout-outs to the fans, any last thoughts or words for the fans for our very last Preacher after show ever? Uh, I just would like... I mean, like, I've had a blast watching this show. Uh, If you're feeling a little uh, empty in your heart and you want a fix... Definitely watch Misfits because you can get yourself some Joseph Gilgun and Ruth Negga action if you haven't watched it already. But yeah, I, I really love the show. Uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg uh, had an amazing uh, ad- adaptation of uh, a comic book that I was too afraid to read as a kid. But like, I'm so for it as an adult. Like, I I, I was pleased as punch this whole entire series, and I'm so sad that it's gone. I was also pleased with all the punches in this <laughs> I have had an amazing time talking about this after show, or talking about this show on this after show. Hearing from you guys has been incredible. Thank you so much for watching. And be sure to keep up with all of our other amazing after shows here at AfterBuzz TV. Where can everybody keep up with you? Uh, you can find me on all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, at Alex LaFosta. That's A-L-E-X-L-A-F-O-S-T-A. And you can find me on Twitter at Elena Jordan. That's A-L-A-N-A-J-O-R-D-A-N. And on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can find me every week interviewing your favorite celebrities at MEA Worldwide. That's M-E-A-W-W.com. And also find me on some more after shows here on After Buzz. We'll see you guys at some point. Hopefully. We yeah. love you guys. Till the end of the world. Till the end of the world. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 